BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Welcome back to the What We Said podcast. Today is Friday the 13th. (gasps) Oh, no, no, no. Not a bad omen. But you know what? 13 is my lucky number. Nice. Is that an angel number or no? Because it's not like the same. I don't think it's an angel number because it's not repeating, but it could be a lucky number. Okay. Angels, thank you for giving me the number 13. Thank you. We have lucky girl syndrome. <laughs> um, happy Friday, everybody. Today is going to be a good episode. We're going we're gonna to kick you into, into high gear. <laughs> into shape. We're going to kick you into gear before the weekend. You have the weekend to prep. And then on Monday, you can start your new gorgeous morning routine. Yep. Can't wait. You know what I've been doing? What? For the past few days, testing all of my uh, products, my Mm -hmm. skincare products, to see if they have pore clogging ingredients. Oh. Because specifically, if you get acne or if you're acne prone or if things cause you to break out, then you specifically would want to like be interested in not putting products on your skin that clog it, basically. So there's, there's this website that I've been going on. It's uh, the Clear Stem. It's like a skincare brand, but they have a website or sorry, they have a tab within their site where you can copy and paste like ingredient lists. Oh. And they'll tell you like if something's clogging your pores. Did you, did you have to get rid of anything you loved dearly? Be honest. You know, the one thing that it said had pore clogging ingredients, which makes me really sad, is the Kosas concealer. It's my favorite concealer of all oh. time. Oh. So that, but it was also kind of this thing where I'm like, well, it's good to know because I'm literally putting it on my acne every day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if it's yeah. making it worse, then I definitely do not want to be doing That's that. That's true. Maybe I won't even have a need for concealer if my, you know, acne clears up. So yeah. there's a few things on, but honestly, I was pleasantly surprised. Like a lot of my products that I use were fine. Like Great. the Charlotte Tilbury contour wands. Like there's a lot of like my go-to stuff that was, seemed fine. Oh, nice. Yeah. Oh, I was thinking you were just, obviously makeup would be probably the most important. I was thinking just skincare, but makeup would make a big difference. Even, I didn't do this, but even hair products. Because you know what I mm. learned is that your hair conditioner can be the reason for back acne. Oh yeah. I, I did hear that actually. Which I did not, I would never even think of that. But like when you're washing out your hair, if the conditioner is going down your back, it can cause acne. Mm. So. Acne. Acne. Yeah. So there's lots to, lots to be learned, but I didn't have to, yeah, get rid of that much stuff, but there were a few things. I feel like there was something else that I was like, oh dang, I can't use that. I forgot. Well, there was a few lip glosses. I was going to say, I'm, I'm scared to look at some of my like lipsticks. 
But you're not acne prone. So it kind of no, doesn't matter. No, that's true. That's true. Not for the uh, poor clogging, I guess. I, I'm more thinking like toxic. Oh, general. I'm sure they're all toxic still. Yeah. <laughs> Even all the products that I'm talking about are still probably toxic, which yeah. is so annoying. But, you know, you can't win them all. Okay. Mm-hmm. I know. Anywho. Or can you? Or can you throw away if you're everything? Perfect. Yeah. If that's something that you prioritize, you could literally get rid of everything that is toxic. I mean, as you should kind of, but it's like ugh, some of the best makeup products yeah. that just work so well. And the they color just, and, the and the shade. Color, yeah. That's the thing. It's like, it takes a long time to find the perfect shade and then it's toxic. You're yes. like, cool. Yeah. It's not the vibe. I was going to say, I was going to maybe save this for another episode, but I'm just going to start it here that I was going to make a list of everything you, I was going to do reviews of everything you've influenced me to buy and say if they're worth it or not. But, and mo- most everything that I've gotten that you've influenced me to buy, literally just, I'm not talking recently. I'm just saying in general have been 10 out of 10. Really? The wrist things, I just got them. That took me way too long to get. Like, I just never thought about them because they're such like a little, I don't know. They're just little. So it's like one of those purchases that you're like, yeah, I don't need it. But then once you have it, you're like, I will never be without. Yes. If you haven't seen it, you post it on your TikTok a bunch. I'm sure your YouTube, but it's like these little wrist covers. Scrunchies. Yeah. When you wash your face, the water doesn't run down to your elbows. My life has changed. I shouldn't have waited so long. They're a must. There was something else that I just got that you were talking about. Oh, well, I was asking you about the Kindle. I haven't got it yet. Oh, did you order it? No. I, oh. I'm trying to figure out which one I'm going to get. I don't mm. know anything about them, but we'll see on that. Then there was something else I forgot. But you had, well, I don't think I influenced you to buy it, but you had the eyeshadow palette that I like use every day. Oh, no, you did. Yeah, that one. Mm-hmm. Have you used it I didn't know. I didn't know if that was the shades that you had. I knew that was the palette you had. Mm. And then I'd seen just people talking about that specific brand. I, I think I have their foundation, but I've been using this same eyeshadow for forever and I was just kind of sick of it. So I love it. Yeah. I mean, I haven't used it that much. Used it like twice. It's just like pretty everyday nudes for mm-hmm. eyes. And it's like a small palette, which I like. I feel like some palettes yeah. are just so big to like put in your makeup bag. It's just huge. And sometimes they have colors that I don't love, that I don't ever use. It's like they'll throw in a random shade that it's like when would I ever use that they'll have like yeah. a, a black and a brown and a tan and like a nice mauve color and then they'll have like some random color I'm like I will never use that it's true so I'll just keep a continuing list and tell you Love guys that. if it's worth it so far everything's been 100% worth it do you know what else I made what an Amazon storefront I caved oh nice you should make one I have one you do yeah Oh, do you like link to it a lot? Um, I just recently started literally like a couple days ago. Abby kept, she's been doing my emails for me and she's like, you need to make an Amazon storefront. And I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I don't have that much stuff on there. Okay. I have like some I, kid stuff on there. I um have also had one for like years, but I never updated it, talked about it, nothing. And I like went to it. I was like, I f- don't even think it exists yeah. still. I'm like, <laughs> I have not seen that thing in years. But I logged on, it was like active still, but it was super outdated and it did not have like, that much stuff on it at all so I just like updated it and basically I have the link for it now which is it's just nice because I feel like I don't know for a long time I was like I don't really buy that much stuff on Amazon you know how some girls like I'll see on TikTok that that's their that's thing. their thing yeah that's their niches it's like they buy Amazon finds yeah and a lot of clothes too and stuff like I don't buy I feel like that much stuff but as I was reflecting, I was like, there's a lot of little things that I get that are from Amazon, like mm-hmm. the towel wrist scrunchies, like my lighter that I have for the candles, like just yeah. little things. I was like, I actually do order things. So I created one. Love that. Yeah. Well, check it out, everybody. One thing that I did this week was I went to get an IV 
And that was the first time I've ever gotten an IV in my entire life. I'm spooked. And Nick was like shook. He's like, you've never had an IV? I've had my blood drawn and stuff, but I've never gotten an IV. And because mm. I've never been to the hospital besides birth and I didn't have to get an IV because I didn't have any like pain meds or anything. That's why you get an IV. Right. I'm pretty sure to like keep you. I don't know. I don't know anything about that, but I'm scared of needles. Have you been to the hydration room? No. And I'm scared. I don't like getting they. It takes people five tries to get my veins. So yeah. I just end up with bruises and pokes all over my arm and it scars me. Yeah, I was scared of the same thing. Nick really wanted to go, though. So I was like, okay, I'll go with you. And I was like, I'm just going to be brave and do it. Because I'm the same way. I have like little baby veins. They always have to use tiny little needles. Mm-hmm. Um, she did it in one go, though. Oh, nice. But it was like a little more painful than like getting your blood drawn, obviously. Because I was <sighs> just like, like the first little go. Because it's like in your arm, you know? I don't know. Yeah. I get really queasy. That's my main concern is the blood. And anyway, so... I got my own like, like little formula yeah, <laughs> of different like supplements or vitamins. And I went with like the stress relax one or like relaxing something stress rescue, I think. And I was terrified. And I was also like so scared of air bubbles. Like for some reason, I'm like, what if an air bubble gets in my vein and like kills me, gets to my heart or something? What? I've never even heard of that. I've, I saw it on like some show one time anyway. Horrible. Never watch like doctor shows. <laughs> Not the air bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but they probably were like, okay, pump this girl with extra freaking like anxiety reducing meds. But um, you can get like jet lag stuff that helps you regulate your sleep. It felt amazing. Really? Yes. I was so hydrated afterwards. Like me and Nick both left and we were like giggly. Like we were, I might've gotten high. <laughs> what the heck? I've never, I've never experienced like feeling so good like that. Wow was very you interesting. Just check it out. They, I think the thing that they put in mind specifically was like GABA. GABA, I believe it's called. And it um, reduces anxiety, but also helps you like just relax. So it helps with your sleep cycles and all this stuff. And I literally like the rest of the day, I kept looking at Nick and I was just like feeling so good. And I'd been feeling a lot of anxiety the last like couple days leading up to that. And I was like, I literally cannot give myself anxiety if I tried right now. Like, <laughs> I tried my hardest. Like, I what just feel heck? so. That's crazy. But I will say that night, I felt great during the day and like so hydrated. And I also put biotin in there and like vitamin C. This is a stupid question, but does it like fill you with so much liquid that you have to pee super yeah. bad after? Not super bad, but mm-hmm. like a little bit after I was like, oh, I need to pee. Like, how- and I realized how dehydrated I am. How long is the IV in your arm? I think you sit there for like 20, 30 minutes. Okay. You just go until the bag empties. But we should go do it sometime. <gasps> oh, I'm spooked. Like when you said the bag emptying, I'm like, <laughs> into know. my arm, you just, bye. You just can't look. Like you just, you just can't look. And it feels so good afterwards. Okay. Interesting. I, I would probably go like once a month. But it also was kind of expensive. Really? For like, I mean, I guess you're paying someone who's like a phlebotomist. I'm so sorry. What is that? <laughs> like it's someone who like knows how to do needles and stuff Um, yeah but yeah it was it was a very very, um cool experience but oh what I was gonna say is that night when I got home and I was going to sleep I did feel a little bit of like a fast heartbeat Hmm. and I was like I wonder if this is like it wearing off or something like specifically the GABA I think is what was like the thing that they added to mine I don't know if that gets you high but (laughs) I'm sure people will let me know (laughs) Is is GABA or whatever you're saying, is that like a medicine or like an herb or what is that? I have no clue. Oh, okay. I think it's like a supplement or like mm. a, I don't know, honestly. 
I just put it in my body. <laughs> I just let it pump through my veins. Um, that's cool. Yeah. Anyways, so that's what I did. That was fun. Okay, I'm gonna have to try that out. We should go together because yeah, you just yeah. sit there in the lounge, just, you just like chat. Yeah, people you, get it for like hangovers all the time. Like yeah, I always see that. people getting IVs, but this one's cool because you can make your own wellness blend or bland by wellness blend where you can do things that are like good for your brain or good for your like any kind of like health thing that you're like immune system. Yeah, that's that is cool. Yeah, are there people with you in the room or you could just be alone? There's like five chairs in there, so if no one's like. It's not super busy every time mm. I see it or like go past this where this one is specifically. Mm-hmm. But it there was three people in there: me, Nick, and someone else. Oh, nice! But you're just chilling, just vibing mm-hmm. with a needle in your arm. <laughs> yeah, I trust was, me, I did not look at it the whole time. The last IV I got was when I went to the ER in Nashville, mm-hmm. and they were pumping morphine in there, baby, and oh, it felt yeah. so freaking good. I was literally like, "This might be I'm a letdown." Then <laughs> I was like, "I feel awesome." Yeah, yeah. It did feel very good. I will yeah, say that. They have morphine there. We are jumping into a quick ad for Squarespace. Squarespace is very incredible, you guys. I have used this personally for basically any business or website I've ever started. Chelsea and I have used it for our businesses together. Squarespace is an amazing all-in-one platform where you can build a beautiful online presence, run your business. They have awesome like website templates. You don't have to know that much to do it because they just make everything very easy to use and user-friendly. And you can create like a truly very beautiful, like customized website and online store or whatever it is. You can see all your analytics. It's really an amazing, amazing platform. So if you have an e-commerce business, Squarespace is awesome. You can sell anything. Squarespace has the tools you need to get your business off the ground, including e-commerce templates, inventory management, a simple checkout process, and secure payments. And whatever you sell, Squarespace has merchandising features to make your products look their best online. Squarespace is also really cool because if you set up a website, as you know, social media plays a big role in that business or in that brand. And so you can connect your social media accounts to your Squarespace website. You can display posts from your social profiles. You can automatically push website content to your favorite social media channels so that your followers can share it too. It really makes things just so nice and streamlined. Also, an amazing feature on Squarespace is the traffic overview. So you can see how many visits, unique visitors, and page view trends over time. So you can see like what time your customers are buying from you. You can gain insight into the top traffic sources, products, device types, browsers, and operating systems by visits, which is very, very important information if you're running a business. Yes. I remember looking on my Squarespace analytics and realizing that I was getting sales for something through like a specific YouTube video. And I was like, oh, that's very interesting. It's like nice to know on the back end what's contributing to your sales. Squarespace is such a great one-stop shop for your business when it comes to your website. So head to squarespace.com slash what we said for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use offer code what we said to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or a domain. That is offer code what we said at squarespace.com slash what we said for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, use that offer code what we said. Go check it out. Okay, this is very so, such a left field and absolutely nothing about what we're talking about in today's episode. But I've been seeing so much back and forth, I guess, about this on TikTok and online. So I wanted to talk to you about it and like get your two cents. But basically, I've been seeing a lot of discourse about true crime lately. And 
I think specifically because maybe of the Idaho murders that recently happened, that was obviously just like a huge disturbing case that has like swept the nation and everyone's talking about it because it's just so insane. And I've been seeing some videos lately. Well, first of all, when the whole thing happened, Mm -hmm. people, there were tons of quote unquote like TikTok detectives, like people who cover true crime stories on social media or whatever were talking about it, covering the story, giving their opinions, giving their mom said predictions, but like, what's the word? Just their, their takes on what was Mm -hmm. happening or like, oh, it could have been this person. And I was seeing those. I was seeing a lot. And it's kind of just on TikTok when you interact with the video, it'll like start serving you with way more. So if I watched one of them, I would just get a bunch of them. So maybe that's why I was seeing a ton. But people were just like, here's my theory about what could have happened. And like who did it? Yeah, like who did it? Or like, oh, the person who did it couldn't have done this because da 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 Like they're giving their theories and stuff. And now that they've caught the guy, the suspect who I'm pretty sure, he, I don't know if he's fully, like, I'm pretty sure it's him, mm-hmm. right? They like know it's him. I don't know. I don't That's know if he's, I, I mean, I don't think he's on a trial or anything like that, but I'm pretty sure they are pretty sure it's him. Yeah. But once they got the guy, then I feel like a lot of people online were like, okay, TikTok people enough because you guys have had all these theories, quote unquote, that have gone viral that have like ruined people's lives. Like it was probably this guy. It was probably this girl. And then people are like flooding this person who like, you know, the other roommate that survived. Yeah. They're like, it was, you know, she should have done this and that. And then now people are flooding her inbox with like, you should have done this. You're the one, you're the reason, whatever. And it's like, oh my gosh, you're making, that is so sad. And she's already grieving and like, had this extremely traumatic thing happen to her. Yes. And now you're making it so much worse. And then I was also seeing Paige Paige Lorenz made a TikTok and it just came up on my free page. And she was saying like, we really, really just as a society need to stop glamorizing true crime and like murders specifically she was saying when it's like oh the Ted Bundy movie which I literally watched but it's like at that point you're not even it's not a documentary yeah it's not telling what happened it's literally actors creating a whole scene glamorizing this situation yeah it's it's like really disgusting actually yeah and you're monetizing and profiting off of a tragedy oh (laughs) sorry I was waiting for you to say something that's that's basically it yeah no that is it's such a messy like place ethically I feel like yeah where I think you know there's always going to be human curiosity so it's like to turn away from it and just to ignore it completely is just like out of the question because of literally human curiosity and I do think like awareness about certain cases is great because you can you know say you are looking for somebody or you want someone to have information like or you had someone that something happened to them and you are like hey if anybody knows anything let me know and then it's it's just like you're always you always get the good with the bad. It's like you can't put it out there and have everybody like hey, this person, you know, got killed at this point And uh, at this location at this time, if anyone knows anything, let me know. There's always going to be the people who are like, well, what were they doing? Like you're, they're just curious. And then they start, like you said, theorizing and then blaming people and they believe it so wholeheartedly. And then, yeah, you talk about it and then it becomes this thing that's like. People are making so that's the thing is like people are making money off of that at that point, off of just the curiosity. They're like uh, exploiting the human curiosity. To right. be like, oh, like, yeah, come watch this movie. 
And it's like, we all fall for it. We're all like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's so interesting. I wonder what happened. Exactly. And that's the point is like, we are all going to be curious. And when you hear of a disturbing tragedy, like it's normal for your mind to be like, oh my gosh, I wonder what happened. I wonder who saw something, who did this. Like those are all normal feelings. But I think it's another thing to like profit off of even even these people who share stories about, um, you know, true crime on TikTok. Maybe, I don't know. It's like you said, it's like a messy place ethically. But if you're in the creator fund, you are quite literally making money yeah. off of your videos. And that means you're making money off of talking about people being murdered. Yeah. And, and it's it, not your story to tell. 100%. And I think there also is a lack of respect for the victims and their families a lot of times. Some people can try and do it like, you know, with respect and with more of like education and, you know, again, the intentions behind it. But when it comes down to it, it's like this is somebody's actual reality that happened and they're living a nightmare and they're having to see everybody have takes about it and everybody have theories about who did it. And like then they start harassing you and then they start harassing family and then say you're, you know, con uh, not convicted, but you're falsely accused. Now your life is ruined because everyone on TikTok's like, nope. I swear you did it because I saw a video. Right. It's like, what? I know. And luckily, I think, and this was kind of proof, is like it, people, the police already had this guy tracked down for weeks when all the TikTok people are like, I think this happened. I think this happened. It's like, they're not going to say something publicly. Yeah. Oh, we know who did it. Here's where he is. Hope we can get him. They're going to silently like get him. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, let the law enforcement do their job yeah. and they did it and look, we have them yes. and we could have done without, it's like, it did more harm than good, I think, yeah, in a lot 100%. of cases. And I think you do have to be extremely careful. And again, we've talked about true crime. We literally covered true crime stories. Like we've done that multiple times on our podcast. And so I think this is like a new thing that I've been realizing lately is like the ethics behind it. But some of the top podcasts out there yeah. are true crime podcasts. And I can promise you they're making a lot of money. Yeah. So I'm at this point where I'm like, they better be like, they better be giving back to those families. Yeah. Because if not, I do think that is not morally yeah. okay. I think crime junkie actually, I mean- I'm not like 100% sure. So maybe I shouldn't even be saying this, but I think on their behalf, like the couple of episodes I've listened to, I'm pretty sure she, like she often will help the families. Like she'll either do like a GoFundMe or like they'll do for like the community or something like that, which I think is, again, it's like a messy area because they are like one of the top true crime podcasts. But like you said, they're trying to give back. I don't know. I think with any kind of, Thing where the magnitude of it is just so huge and like it's so hard to control like you can't I don't know it's it is scary I feel like the ethics of a lot of things because of social media have been like the lines have been blurred yes and people are just becoming more and more aware of like oh this seemed not that big of a deal when I just was like consuming this in my own home and I didn't really know anybody else was like into it and I was just like oh I'll watch this true crime documentary or whatever and I think it's the same thing with like kids on social media. It's like, oh, family vlogging, like just so innocent. And now I think people just know so much and like so much bad too that it gets, No, I it, That's definitely true because I think I was talking to Tyson about this. I was saying if I had a kid like four years ago, I bet I would have shown so yeah. much of them because I just wouldn't have known better kind of. Like I yeah. just feel like I would have been in a place where I'm like, I, yeah, I travel blog and I go with my kids. Here's what they're up to. And it's like, now I have such a different perspective on 
all of that. 100%. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm glad that like, you know. Now I know the consequences. Yeah, now you know the consequences of like potentially showing your kids online and that it literally can be exploiting them if yeah. you do it a certain way. But you're right. It's like that wasn't, you almost like weren't aware of it a few years yeah. ago even. Even when like true crime podcast started. It's like they don't, they obviously didn't start like, I'm going to exploit these people. It's like they are interested in it. They watch documentaries. They love true crime podcasts. They love like detective work. And so they're like, oh, like, let's do this. And now they probably, I mean, I'm literally completely speaking for them, putting words in their mouth. But I'm sure as like time has gone on and things are brought to their attention, it's probably a little bit more messy and a little bit more like, okay, I don't know how to like do this in the right way. Like, is it just, okay, we just don't talk about true crime ever or do we, like, how do we do that? Definitely. And I'm not like shaming anyone who has a true crime po- podcast or, any- or anything. And I think it's good to, hopefully a lot of them are like giving back and educating and stuff because, yeah, I just think uh, in the future, like you're not going to be able to get away with that. I yeah. feel like just yeah. simply make bringing in tons of money talking about other people's absolute nightmare situations and you've got to offset that with something I feel like it's Mm -hmm. just been very interesting and I've seen a lot of talks about it recently and stuff and I think what Paige was saying with like the specifically like making movies about people who murder people that is the definition of glamorizing Mm -hmm. it like it's it's actually and they literally get like a hot actor yes it's like that is actually very disgusting to do because at that point, you're not telling a story. You're not making people aware. You're not, you're literally making media for fun to make money off of. Exactly. That's such a good point. It's very interesting. Oh, man. And I, the thing is, I've said this before, like true crime started to make me very just uh, uneasy and anxious. Like if I ever was watching some sort of true crime or listening to it, even in the daytime, honestly, but towards towards night specifically and then I went to bed I would just have nightmares I like couldn't get to sleep and I was just very on edge in general so I pretty much stopped consuming it but even when I started seeing the stuff about the Idaho murders it's like you said it's just human curiosity I kind of will get back in these phases where I'm like oh wait but I'm so interested in this like it's so crazy but personally I think I'm just very sensitive to it I don't know I know wow oh the other thing the other thing that I was that I saw that I was just like uh, I, I don't like that it was a trend that was going on it's like the uh sound it's like so something not that chill happened last night mm-hmm. have you heard that one yeah and a ton of people it was like the same thing over and over and it was like me when I can't sleep because I think Brian Koberger is like oh god gonna break into my room and whatever and it's like so yeah something not that chill happened last night and like immediately when I saw that I was like no yeah like Again, you're making light of someone. It, first of all, it's too soon. Yeah, yeah. You're making light of someone that literally lost their life brutally. And you're like, something not so chill. I thought that'd be me. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. like, no. no, 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 no. No. And I saw probably 10 of them. I actually, now that you're saying that, I didn't know that name. But I think I've seen a couple of those. Because I've seen that audio. And I honestly didn't know who they were talking about. Oh, yeah. It's the Brian guy. Because I, I honestly haven't been keeping up with the Idaho murders. I'm like, I'm really ethical. Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Are. No, I, I've i seen pictures of him, but my, like his name just didn't register in my mind. But I've seen, I have seen that. Like that something about so that crazy. is not sitting right with me. Yeah, you're right. It's like, oh my gosh, it almost happened to me. Thank goodness it didn't. Yeah. Like, okay, well, these families are literally like mourning the death of their sisters. Yeah, kids, it just seems like, a little too serious yeah. to like, I'm all for dark humor, but it's like, 
number one, for the timing. victim themselves. Timing, yeah. They can have dark humor, not yeah. you. Yeah. Like who has nothing to do with the situation. 100%, you know yeah. It, it's like anything you go through in life that's hard, you're allowed to joke about it. But yeah. The second someone else like makes a joke about it on your behalf, it's like, no. Yeah, and they don't even know you or yes. care about you. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I don't know. Something about all of it. I'm just like, we're taking this way too lightly yeah. in a way. Like so desensitized, just joking around, making... TikToks a silly sounds about someone literally getting stabbed to death. I think it's no. almost like now that you're saying that, it's almost like a protective, like, mechanism to. Is that the right word? Mechanism. Protective. <laughs> Wait, I know the word you're thinking of. Like, um, please. Oh, freak. like a coping mechanism. But yeah. like, I think it's like a way to protect ourselves is by completely detaching. But it gets rid of all empathy. That's why they don't. They're not thinking of. Like if they actually try and put themselves in the situation, it's like a very dark place to go to. So they make jokes about, oh, this person, like it, so that it's not so close to home, aka their soul. Definitely. And I get that. And again, I'm I not think, excusing. I'm just saying, yes. I, I think that also it's taking away the empathy and compassion in true crime when you're just so obsessed with what happened and you literally completely forget about the victim and that this was like a real person. Yeah. With a real life and real impact and And family. I truly feel like so many things are, like there are very few things to me that are off the table to joke about just because mm-hmm. I feel like people need to lighten up and it's like, oh, it's just jokes. But I just feel like this is kind of one of those where yeah. it's like just very fresh and something absolutely horrific that happened and it just shouldn't be made light of. It shouldn't be like theorizing yeah, and like young using it. borderline children getting murdered. Yeah. That's, let, let's stay away from that. Yeah. From jokes. 100%. Definitely. Well, anyway, <laughs> now into the beautiful morning routine, switching gears. I, that was just something I'm like, we have to talk about that on the podcast. I'm interested. I was interested to hear your thoughts. Yeah. Well, onto lighter notes. We're going to be talking about morning routines, how to craft your perfect, personalized morning routine, and, you know, what we're trying to feel like this year, 2023. I think the art of the morning routine was something we talked about a lot years ago, but we haven't talked about in a while. Not in depth. I mean, we've mentioned it here or there. And, you know, I think there's like this ebb and flow of this podcast. And if you've been listening for a while, you know that and maybe everybody just goes through this in their own personal life of like at least I know I do self-help vibes and then I have to take a break for a while and then I get back into it and then I can kind of look at it with fresh new eyes and then I'm just done like I've heard enough about self-help I've heard I've heard enough about routines I've heard enough about motivation blah blah blah. I'm like I'm over it I just want like fun light-hearted content and then after a while of that you know I need a new bit of motivation I want to look at things a little differently And that's kind of how I'm feeling in 2023. Like I'm feeling a little bit more into listening to not necessarily self-help podcasts, but just more discussions about things like morning routines or, you know, wellness, just overall happiness, how to be a better person and things like that. Yeah, I think too much of anything is just gets overwhelming. So I feel like a lot of people can relate to that. Like I definitely can too. Just going in in uh, phases with prioritizing, not like, oh, sometimes I prioritize my health and sometimes I don't, but kind of. Like yeah. even with the morning routine thing, I, I didn't really prioritize my morning routine this past year at mm-hmm. all. But in years prior, I really did. Yeah. And there's certain things that suffered from that, but there's also certain things I gained from prioritizing something else. So it's like just whatever's definitely. important to you in the, mo- in the moment. 
I agree with that. I, I was on the same w- wavelength last year. Obviously, like my mornings were looked so different and I kind of just gave them away to being a mom. I was just like, oh, okay, well, I can't have a morning routine anymore. Like it's just whatever you know, happens. Yeah, whatever happens, happens. But now I'm realizing, you know, at that point, that was what, you know, I don't necessarily regret that, but I'm also learning how to get into the groove of it and how to like kind of take my own morning back and give myself the best chance at having the best day and being the best version of myself possible. Definitely. So do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay. Well, we both, you know, prepared some things, you know, we're on the same mind. Wavelength. Yeah. Wavelength. I was going to say like Delta something. Not the Delta eight. (laughs) Not the Delta eight gummy. Uh, We've been riding the Delta. No, we um, both prepped some words. And I think that's how, you know, we're trying to go into wellness routines this year and just the rest of our lives is trying to cultivate a feeling rather than just like a checklist of things. And so we both came up with some words that kind of helped me, like I'll just speak for myself, helped me line up my core values and what I really wanted and and needed my day to start out like. And me personally, what do I prioritize? What do I care about? And so I wrote down some words that I think of when I think of my my ideal morning. And so these are mine. Energizing, peaceful, joyful, and productive. And this could be different for everybody. I feel like if you're listening to this, you may be in a completely different stage of life. So your your words might be completely different because your core values and what you are prioritizing might be so different. So you got to think about what you like and what you prioritize. But my my only two words I wrote down were peaceful and energizing. Really? Yes. Nice. My See, my joyful and productive were like just kind of like little accent sprinkles. So that makes sense. Energizing. For, for having an energizing morning, I wrote down things that I like to do to cultivate that feeling is getting outside, whether that's walking to a coffee shop, whether it's literally going out and getting the mail, just like going outside and feeling the air, feeling the sun on my skin. Or if you are in Southern California, the rain for the past two weeks. Or Northern California. Sheesh. True. Or literally anywhere. storms. If anyone's been. The whole country. Yes. Not well. If anyone has been affected by any of these crazy storms, lots of love. We see you. Love to you. It's, I mean, I'm not saying we have Southern California. It's just been very gloomy and rainy here. But other places have literally been like some stuff has just been destroyed. And like it's been tragic. bad. Yeah. yeah. Or if you don't, like you really can't get outside for some reason, cold water on your face or maybe like an ice roller. We both have the Skinny Confidential ice roller, which is great. And then also for me, I like to drink some kind of caffeinated drink, whether that's a smoothie with like a shot of espresso in it or maybe a matcha or maybe a chai or maybe, you know, a latte, whatever that is. But for peaceful, I put brown noise. I've been listening to brown noise in the morning when I'm either just like getting ready on my walk. If I'm alone, I'll listen to it in my headphones and it really helps me focus. And I think sometimes because I wake up, I naturally wake up very energized in the morning, like very um, ready to go as we know. Wow. What's that like? (laughs) I cannot relate Uh, in any form or fashion. And I think my struggle has been in the morning. Sometimes I over exert myself because I have all this energy. I just like kind of uh, use it all up way too fast. So I try and hold off on like overexerting that energy and like getting rid of that energy too fast. So the brown noise, I feel like really helps me 
stay a little bit more zen than like if I listen to like pump up music, which I love to do. And I'll do sometimes when I'm getting ready, but not early in the morning because I'm already feeling like super energized and positive on my own. Windows open are great. I like to open my bedroom windows and then make my bed. It's a very peaceful part of my morning. It's like a small little thing that you can do. I just feel like fluffing the pillows, like putting them against your bed. There's something about that that's like kind of goes into the productive area as well. But it's like a nice little ritual. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And then for I thought of joyful, the word joyful, because something I'm really trying to and that I put on my vision board was like affection. And if you know me, I'm not a very affectionate person. Just naturally, I, I asked my mom, I'm like, when I was little, like, did I cuddle? Like, did I hug? Did I kiss? My mom's like, literally never. Like, you would never just cuddle with us. And I don't know what that says about me. but <laughs> I've been trying to just be a little bit more affectionate and not necessarily like force myself to, you know, do things I'm not comfortable with. But it's not the first thing I think of. Like to give somebody a hug is not the first way that I think of showing them that I love them. But I've been trying to, in the mornings, like wake up and have it be filled with like hugs and kisses and cuddles, which is very easy with Case. Obviously, he like wakes up super happy and like just super cuddly, honestly. And so it kind of gets me in that mood where it's like I've been trying to make sure I give Nick like a hug and a kiss every morning, say I love you and just like make sure I do that in the morning. And also with Case as well. And then along with the joyful, I've been trying to stay in a gratitude attitude and doing that with like either affirmations if I just sit there and like say them to myself like literally in my head just like take if I'm listening to brown noise in my headphones or something or smiling at myself in the mirror it feels so cheesy but it kind of just helps you even if you laugh at yourself because you're like I look so stupid that I'm smiling at myself it kind of gives you a little you know spark of joy at least it does for me and then the last one is productive so for The last year, I think I've been, I I was thinking about this today. I think I've been mourning the luxury of being lazy and I've been missing being lazy. And not to say that I haven't been lazy the last year. I definitely have. But it's like when I, I'll constantly find myself being like, I just want like five minutes, like lay down and do nothing. Or like in the morning, I'm like, I just wish I like could just do this or that. Or when I do, when, when, when I am lazy, I feel really guilty about it. And so I feel like I can't be. And it's really messed up my like intentional resting time where it's like getting very muddled (laughs) and it's not really allowing me to have intentional rest time because I feel like I've already, you know, throughout the day, I'll be like, well, I already had like a 10 minute break, but it was literally me just sitting on the couch scrolling, feeling stupid and, and shaming myself for sitting there. And then when I got up, I didn't feel rested. I just felt literally worse about myself. So I was just telling Nick this morning that... I just don't need to be lazy. And I don't know why I'm, or I do know why I'm, I'm mourning the loss of it is because it was so comfortable to be lazy. It's like, you, I know that place so well. And I don't need to have moments where I'm lazy. I need rest, but I don't need to be lazy. It doesn't serve me at all. It just makes me feel bad about myself. And again, I'm not saying like, I never sit down. I'm saying the difference between being lazy, quote unquote, and like resting. And they could look the exact same physically or, you know. Well, the difference is usually if you're being lazy, you don't feel yet rested or you don't feel better at all when you're done. And if you're resting, truly, you feel a little re-energized. Yes. And as you're saying that, it's like lazy is more avoidance and rest is more recharging. So I just told Nick, I'm like, 
I'm done like wishing that I could be lazy. Like I don't need to be lazy. So I'm just, I don't even know if this makes sense. Like as I'm saying out loud, but I just need to kind of just buck up and get things done and stop being a baby and pouting about it. And that does, that approach does not always work with me, but sometimes it does in the right moment. Like I need to be just like to myself usually. I don't, it only usually works. I was going to say (laughs) that approach also works very well for me when I do it. If anyone else was to buck up, I'd be like, I'm laying in bed all day. You (laughs) are so problematic. 100%. But it felt good to just take accountability and be like, I don't need, yes, before I could lay on the, on my bed for an hour and scroll. And, and that was great and fine. And I didn't feel that bad about it. Now I do have stuff to do and that's really exciting. I've wanted to do this stuff for my entire life. So now I get to do it. I need to stop complaining like, oh, well, I just want like five minutes. Like I'll even say that to Nick sometimes. I'll be like, can I just have like five minutes where I'm just like on my phone or something? And it's because I'm just like wanting to be comfortable and I'm like scared almost of you know, my power of like being productive almost. Mm-hmm. So anyways, with that being said, some things that I've been trying to do in the morning that don't always come naturally to me that are a little bit more of like, okay, I got to do this. And it's not always like, I don't feel like doing it, but um, getting rid of my mental trash and that's just like brain dumping. So journaling or meditating or like even prayer or like whatever that looks like, some kind of release or expression of thoughts that are just kind of brewing in my head. If it's just jotting down a couple lines and like that um, manifesting journal, that, oh, that was one that you influenced me to get that I love. I love that too. Mm-hmm. The 369 one. Yes. You should link that on your storefront if you haven't yet. It's on. Okay. It's on there. You guys should go get it. It's really great because it's, it just kind of helps you streamline your thoughts in, in a way that helps you I I like, know, release it. I like that it's so simple. Yes. It's like, there's not a million prompts. It's literally just lines. And it's yeah. like the 369 method is basically writing something. You just write one sentence a day, but you write it three times in the morning, six times in the afternoon and nine times at night. But most of the time I just do the three and six in the morning. Yeah. Because I'm like, that's smart. And then I forget in the afternoon. And then I do the nighttime. But basically you just write, yeah, like a phrase, whatever you want to like attract in your life or like whatever you want to just be focused on. Yeah. It could be literally anything. And I find with that, it's like I was saying, it streamlines my random thoughts. So for example, if I wake up feeling anxious because I feel like I have a lot to do for work, or I'm feeling like, oh, I need to get back to the gym today because I took last week off and I really want to get there, but I'm trying to figure out like, I don't know, any whatever it is, there's usually a theme. And so I can kind of put that theme into like a sentence where it's like, I'm so grateful for my beautiful life where I get to do what I want for work or something yeah. like that. I don't know. And then the last couple of things I do for productivity is clean and tidy up. Usually I'll take the morning shift. Nick will take the closing shift as we call it. And so when I clean in the morning, it's usually like cleaning up after Case's breakfast or, you know, folding some laundry that's dry or whatever it is, wiping down the counters. And then the house feels a little bit better. And also I'm already moving. So I usually, if I'm doing that, I'll usually listen to brown noise. I just got new headphones and I'm obsessed with them. So I've only they been doing that for like so, two days. Um, they're giving Kim Kardashian. Like really? the the Because they're like gray. They yeah. kind of look like skin a yes. little bit. Yeah. It's giving skin by Kim. Yeah. <laughs> but they're cool. They look pretty. Yeah, I love them. But anyways, that's that's what I had for my words. Um, I had a couple more tips, but they're kind of the same, honestly, as like what I just said. Just like prioritizing what you want, making sure you give yourself enough time. I think my biggest mistake with morning routines is not 
prepping the night before. And I'm not saying like you have to get everything out. You can, but literally mentally prepping and like going to bed on time, not being on my phone for so long before I go to sleep because then I have horrible sleep, you know, washing my face and making sure I'm like ready for the next day. Definitely. I think that what you said is so key about it's for you. It's for you and no one else. And it's going to look different for every single person. And also, I think it's important to have a reason behind what you're, why you're doing the things you're doing. And I was thinking about this last night because I'm reading the book, The Power of One More by Ed Milet. And I usually read like novels at night, but I finished my novel. So I was reading this like self-help book basically. And I had this moment and this is kind of just how I am. I talked about it a few weeks ago where I'm always kind of like thinking about the future. Like, okay, I got to get this done. And as I was reading the freaking book, I was thinking like, okay, when will I probably finish this book? And like, <laughs> I need to get through this so I can, can read this one. And I literally stopped myself mid thought. And I was like, JC, what's, what's the point of the reading routine? What, what is <laughs> the point of you reading this book? Is it to get through it so you can get to the next one? It makes no sense. Like, you're not even focusing on the words you're reading because you're thinking about how you need to finish this one so you can go to the next book. And I think that that is pertinent because it's like, if you have a checklist of things you're doing for your morning routine and it's like, well, I got to get that done so I can move on to the next. It's like, so what was the point of that then? Because, and again, everyone has different priorities. But for me, if I do want a peaceful and energizing morning, then yeah, it's fine to have checklists. It's it's fine to have things I want to do maybe in a certain order because that's like what a routine is. And like it becomes a part of your lifestyle. But what's the purpose behind it? Because if it's just to get to the next thing, that's not very peaceful or energizing. It's kind of stressful. Yeah, that's a good point. So I also think, as I just said that, like routines for me, I don't like monotony. So I will find myself like I'll have a routine for a while and I'm like, this is awesome. And literally after two weeks, I'm like, I'm bored. Yeah. Like I need to switch it up. I need to do something else. That's just personally for me. But I saw this concept on a video that I really liked. And this girl, her name is, it's Emily Cooper or Copper. Oops, I don't know which one. I think it's Copper. On TikTok, I saw her talking about this and I've I've seen this concept before. I like it. It's basically having two different types of morning routines. And one of them, you could call it like high level morning routine. That's when you have more time. And then there's a low level, a lower level morning routine, which is when you have less time. And neither of them are better or worse than the other. It's literally just depending on the time that you have in the morning. And also, I think with women, as we've learned this year, like with your cycle, you feel different at different points in the month. And Maybe sometimes you don't want to get up and go straight to the gym. Like you don't feel good. You want to rest. And and in those times, it's kind of nice to have like a lower level morning routine, which essentially just takes less time where you have a few non-negotiables that you do because it makes you feel good. And, you know, when you're feeling good and your body feels great and you have the time, you can do that higher level one. Uh, so again, you can you can make that be whatever you want it to be. And you don't have to do that. I just liked the concept of that. So Here's my ideal morning routine. First of all, I think it's important, like you said, to set yourself up for success, maybe the night before. But in general, if you're like, okay, I want to get on my morning routine grind, you need to clean and organize your space before you start the morning routine. Because I can promise you if your skincare is a mess, if you have all these expired, 
you know, things in your pantry. Like it's not the vibe. You've got to clean your space before you want to get on the morning routine grind so that everything has a a place and it just feels a little bit more cohesive and streamlined. So I have been reading every morning from the Trust Life Louise Hay book, which is also linked on my Amazon storefront. And it is basically just a passage a day. It's pretty short and super uplifting, just great stuff about positive thinking and how, you know, what to focus on for the day. And that just always sets my day up right. I also have been doing the manifestation journal, which is what we were just talking about, the 369 journal, where I just write down an affirmation, something I want in my life, whatever it is. And lately I've been manifesting clear, glowy skin. Let's see if the universe rewards me. I'm sick of the cystic acne. Okay. (laughs) Between that and the pore clogging ingredients, we're hoping for a positive. We're hoping for a positive outcome. But I'll literally write like, I am so grateful for my clear, glowing, healthy skin. Feels so good to write it. And weirdly enough, literally it works because even if I have acne, I can still see my skin through a different lens where I'm like, it's honestly still like very glowy, even though I have a few pimples. So it just puts my mind in the right spot. So the manifestation journal I love, get up, pee, tongue scrape and to- and brush the teeth. I'm getting back on the tongue scraping grind. Oh my gosh, wait, same. And I'm, it's literally, I don't know why I went without it for so long. I just like forget about these little things, but the oral health, we're on our oral health game. Then I will do my morning skincare and I will, again, this is kind of the high level, low level thing. Like sometimes I just splash my face with cold water and I put like a hydrating serum on and a moisturizer and SPF. Other times I will literally put like, eye masks on and I'll ice roll if I have more time and I'm feeling like I want that. I'm feeling puffy. I get the ice roller out. The Pink Balls Massager by Skinny Confidential also feels amazing. But don't forget SPF ladies. Make the bed. Crucial. Haven't been doing it recently. (laughs) Did it like once the other day and was like, wow, my room looks so much better. Need to do that. My next thing is you got to change immediately. Whether that's into a workout outfit, whether it's into a lounge outfit or a cute dressy outfit, I don't care what it is. Depends on your lifestyle and what you're what you're up to for the day. But you got to get out of the pajamas. Yeah, you're so right. It feels horrible to be in your pajamas for longer than like literally 10 minutes. It's just not my vibe. Like I will be in the kitchen like making breakfast and I'm still in my pajamas. And I'm just like, I don't like the way I feel right now. Maybe on a weekend, but not on the weekday when I'm trying to be on my grind. Okay. Glass of water either morning walk or go to a workout class or both or whatever I'm doing that day. But getting outside is definitely important to me as well. As I've been talking about, I think just morning walks are amazing for the, for the mental health. But sometimes if I have a workout class scheduled, then I'll just do that instead of the morning walk and I'll do, do an evening walk or something. Now, I saw this concept and I loved it also. And I think that this is so fun to implement. So someone was talking about how they kind of pregame for their workout and they treat it as if they're like going out. So it's like, we've never really had that experience of like going out and partying, but, but it's a whole thing where people like, you know, will the pregame. Yeah. The pregame or they'll put music on and they'll do their makeup and all that stuff. And you can kind of do it, but like gym edition or even morning walk edition where you're like getting ready for your workout or whatever it is. And you pick out a workout set that makes you feel good. You have your pre-gym drink, whether you do like pre-workout or you have a latte or just electrolyte water or whatever it is. You put on some vibey tunes or brown noise if that calms you down. And 
you like get your gym bag ready and you just make it a moment and then you go to the gym and and you even spray some perfume and like even put jewelry on just make it a moment I literally put it is like a non-negotiable for me to put small gold hoops in before I go to Pilates because yeah. I'm like <laughs> I'm cuter and I feel better okay yeah some people full-on like do full-blown makeup for the gym because they're like it makes me feel like hot while I'm working out it makes me motivated great for me, again, I have acne-prone skin. Yeah. So I don't want to sweat on top of the, the makeup a lot of times. But anyway, I just think that that's a cute idea to kind of like I love that. romanticize your life, if you will. I was going to say real quick with that, something that I've really been trying to do before I go to the gym, and it's literally, it's not as elaborate as that, but just mental little trick is saying to myself, like when I'm getting to the gym, on my way to the gym or whatever I'm about to do, trying to change my mind into being excited instead of like we talked about having it be a checklist thing. And I know it's cliche to be like, you get to, you don't have to. But sometimes when I go to the gym, I do feel like I'm like, I have to get this done to, to get on with my day. But when I walk into the gym, I try and literally tell myself in my mind, like, okay, let's see what I can get done today. Let's see what I can do today. Let's see what, you know, my body's capable of doing today. And that's two things like it helps me when I'm like we talked about sometimes when you're on your period or your luteal phase, you're not as you know, you're not as not capable, I guess, but like your body's not uh, equipped for a super hard workout. You're so more some, like fatigued and stuff. Yeah. So sometimes it's nice to just do like a 10 minute yoga thing at the gym or, you know, walk on the treadmill, watch a show. So that kind of helps me have that mindset where I'm like, oh, what can I get done at the gym today? Like, you know, this is fun and exciting. So that just reminded me. Definitely. Yeah. But I, I think like having the gym be something you look forward to. It's always, I don't know, it depends on your personality and it depends what kind of workouts you're doing. I think finding workouts that you enjoy is extremely important. But some days, yeah, it will feel like, oh, okay, I got to go to the gym or I, I got to work out. But I think kind of doing that whole thing like pre-gaming and like having a cute gym bag with your headphones that you love and like making it a moment helps a little bit mm -hmm. to make it feel like, oh, this is something I get to do. Yeah. Okay. Just the last few things, like after my workouts, I, I, I don't really like to eat before I work out. So I usually do like my beverages, my vitamins and my breakfast when I get home. And I'll have like athletic greens. I have a chai if I want some caffeine. Sometimes, sometimes I will eat something small and do a little caffeine before a workout. But again, it depends. Every day is different. And then getting ready for the day. And I also in 2023 want to prioritize getting ready more, aka like doing some makeup and getting an outfit on that I like, because I feel like in 2022, I spent a lot of time at home, like in my pajamas, just working. And it, again, it would literally be 6 p.m. And I'm like, haven't gone anywhere. I'm wearing the ugliest thing. And I feel <laughs> disgusting. And like I <laughs> the ugliest thing. <laughs> and I like I have potential to look cute. And I am not. What's the word? taking advantage. I'm not taking advantage. So living up to the potential. Yeah. I think that getting ready for me is going to be important. Again, just as like a confidence thing. And it also for my job, it makes me want to film more. Like sometimes when I get ready and I'm in a cute outfit, I'm like more just motivated to like go out and do stuff and vlog and like, I don't know, it just makes me feel a little 100%. bit more confident. So I was saying that to Nick the other day. I was like, I, I know it's shallow, but that's what I said to him. I know it's shallow, but when I have a cute outfit on and my makeup and I have time to do my makeup and I have time to do my hair, I just literally feel so happy and I feel like I could conquer the world. And he was like, my dad used to literally say that to me when I'd play football. And he would say, if you're, if my dad would say, if you look good, you play good. 
And I was like, for football? Like, what do you mean? And he was like, well, it's like, it's just as pertinent there because he's like, if I had, you know, the equipment that I wanted on, if I had like taking care of myself, if I'd eaten a good meal and I was like feeling good about myself, then I knew that I could go out there and I was proud of what I was doing. And so then I would perform better. Definitely. It's it definitely makes a difference. And even just to round it all out with the morning routine thing for the past few mornings, I've like actually been putting into place like what I want to do, which is get up and knock it on my phone first thing in the morning, like wake up and kind of just do the stuff I mentioned without even like touching my phone. And I'm like, I cannot deny it just sets my day up for so is for success. Mm -hmm. And routines do matter. Like it doesn't have to be so stringent, but how you spend every day is literally your life. So it's like, if you're just dragging your feet, like on your phone all day, it's like, I mean, that's your life, literally. That Those are hours you can never get back. It's actually pretty important to like live the life you want to live and put in these routines. Again, it doesn't ha- have to look the same as every influencer you follow on TikTok or Instagram. You can have your own version, but do stuff that makes you happy every day. Definitely. I wanted to say something real quick too. From my personal experience and for like the new moms specifically out there who kind of went through the same thing that I did in their in their mornings and felt like they just lost their morning completely because that is like seems like the busiest time of the day for everybody. Like you have to get up, you change them, you have to change their diaper, you have to feed them, nurse them, get the and they're super energetic first thing in the morning, you got to clean their high chair, whatever it is. It seems like all too overwhelming. And I think it's very easy to compare yourself to at least I did like other moms and see what they're doing. Like I'd see other moms ready for the day by like 8 a.m. in a full-blown, like, cute outfit, makeup done, hair done. And I'm like, how? That's just not possible. How are they doing that? First of all, it is possible to do the things that you want to do. You just have to take a little bit more accountability and mix it with a little compassion for yourself and stop shaming yourself, shaming and judging yourself for whatever it is. Like, if it's sleeping in, whatever it is, is not going to do any good for you. So just stop with the, sh- the judging and the shaming in the first place. But I was listening to On Purpose with Jay Shetty and he had Liz Plosser on and she was talking about morning routines and she w- she's also a mom and she was saying like, my mornings, she wrote a book about morning routines and she was like, my mornings are not perfect. Like you're saying, like they're not what you see on social media. Like this is my realistic morning routine, but it's like literally just so perfect. And they, they they wake up, the house is clean. They get a journal and like the birds are chirping in the background. Some days it's tornadoes everywhere and you're just picking up and you're trying to get things done and you're running late, whatever it is. But I think for me embracing like, and this actually doesn't even apply just to moms, but fluidity in your morning routine or in any routines and embracing that and leaning into it helps so much because if you have like something like I'm going to do this when I wake up and then this and then this and then this. And if I don't do that, my day is ruined. That is going to set you up for failure. If something, you know, like a spill happens or a blowout, whatever it is, then you're able to be like, okay, well, I did get ready. I, you know, I, I was able to get myself ready. I was able to, you know, do A, B and C, but D didn't get done today. That's okay. I, this is just a fluid morning routine. I got, I did my best and that's all that matters. And I think. Just do your best. And if you know that you're doing your best, that's really going to make it easier for you not to shame or judge yourself because it's like literally you couldn't have done anything else. You did your best. Definitely. I actually saw Tezza post about this like six months ago. The reason I was thinking about like uh, comparing yourself to other people's morning routines, she was saying 
one of the most important things she does for herself is get ready in the morning, like get actually put on makeup, do her hair, put on an outfit. And before she does anything or not before she does anything else, but like to make sure that her day gets off on the right foot. And at first I was like, that's just impossible. Like, how is she doing that with a new baby? Like, that doesn't make any sense. But if you put your mind to something and if that's important to you, then you can do it. And so that's kind of the energy I'm having for myself this year. Definitely. Mic drop. We love the positivity. I think along the lines of like embracing fluidity and stuff like that too is it's kind of like we talked about in one of our recent episodes. Like if you shoot for the moon, you'll land amongst the stars. If you like try and have a bit of a better morning routine than you have in the past, even if it's not a 12 step perfect thing, like you're probably going to do more things that are healthy and good for you and that help your life. And a year down the line, you're going to be like, oh, wow, like I have a way better morning routine now than I did a year ago. And you can like always add to it. But that's why I kind of liked the high level and low level thing. Cause it's like, when you have time, you can do these extra steps of self-care. When you don't, it doesn't matter. It's like just embracing, yeah, that fluidity and being able to do whatever works for you that day. Yeah. And doing something, even getting up and like splashing your face with cold water and brushing your teeth. That's better than like rolling out of bed and staying in your pajama, yes. whatever. It's like just by doing little things, you can help your life. So. Yeah. And, and in different stages of life, your best is going to look different. Sometimes just waking up in the morning and literally getting out of the out of your bed is the best that you can do that day. And that's great. Do it and be proud of yourself for doing your best. So also I was going to say, sorry, I'm literally making this the longest episode ever, but I think something that I get caught up with in like, okay, oh, I'm going to start a new morning routine or I'm going to do a new routine, whatever it is. I think that I need to buy things before I need, before I can actually do it. Like sometimes, even if you're listening to this episode, uh, this is what I will do. If I was listening to this episode, I would literally be like, okay, so I need this journal and I need the like, you know, an ice roller and I need like a new yoga mat and I need this and then I can start my morning routine. You don't need any of that stuff. That stuff is great. And I found myself doing that even for the new year. Like I was like, I got to get like new skincare. I got to get new this, new this, new this. And it's like, it's kind of just a way to, again, distract yourself from like actually taking the action and doing it. It's that literally almost come along. procrastination in a way. Yeah, yeah. exactly. It is. Yeah. That, it's just like, you don't need to do that. Just start tomorrow with what you have. And then maybe in a couple of days, you can go get like the new journal that you want. You can try that out, whatever it is. But don't let those things hold you back. And maybe that's like such a like specific issue that literally I have. No, I completely agree. And I think it's almost like buying the new stuff sometimes makes it worse because then your space is more cluttered. Like I've done that before where I just like have this moment of like, I need to get all new stuff. And then I get it and I'm like, I'm literally more stressed out yes. now. Like my space is cluttered. Uh, I don't know. I agree. It's like, start with what you have. I think the benefit can be like, if you get the 369 journal, you have this boost of like motivation and yeah. it starts a new habit. That's great. But yeah, you definitely don't need new things to like start a routine. Yeah. 100%. You literally only need yourself and your brain. So. Well, thank you guys so, so much for listening. Uh, make sure you go follow our Instagram. It's at what we said podcast. We have some fun merch that we're working on. We're working on more live shows. So if you want to be in the loop and also be a part of like all of our upcoming episodes, write in your stories or write in for advice if you want. Uh, just make sure you're there. That's where we post everything. So at what we said podcast on Instagram. And do you have anything else? Just have a fun, safe weekend, everybody. Happy Friday the 13th. Just think of me today. It's my lucky number. Lucky number. (laughs) Think of Chelsea. Don't do anything she wouldn't do. Yeah, exactly. We love you guys. And... 
That's what we said. Bye. Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.